Hello everyone, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your one and only host, Monica, and thank you for coming back. Last week we talked about Space Force, this week we're going to talk about Rami. And before I get started, I just want to tell you a little bit about this podcast. So this podcast is hosted by me, Monica, and I am hosting this podcast. I'm the sole and only host. And I'm basically doing this podcast as like a little fun thing for me to do to kind of like talk about movies and TV shows that I really like and movies and TV shows that I've watched or I've watched in the past or shows that I've recently watched. And honestly, this isn't going to be a podcast that stays on top of new TV shows that come out. This is basically a podcast of like, I want to talk about whatever TV show and movie I'm interested in talking about, whichever week I make this podcast. So, yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking about Rami. Rami is an American comedy drama web television series and it premiered April 19, 2019 on Hulu and then season 2 premiered May 29, 2020. So season 2 recently came out and it's been a couple weeks since it's been out but I recently um, watched season 2 and it's really good. I really love the show. The show basically is centered around Rami Hassan, the protagonist of the series. It is loosely based off of the comedian Rami Youssef, who is the creator and also writer and star of the show. The show is based on Rami. He is a millennial American Muslim who grapples with his faith and lifestyle to judgment of his friends and family. So yes. So let's get into it. First things first. I want to say I was really excited for this show when I heard about it because there obviously aren't a lot of TV shows and movies that accurately represent Muslim life. And although this show isn't like the one and all like representation of what it's like to be a millennial and a Muslim person in America, it does give you a look into what it's like to be raised Muslim and how you fit into it culturally and how it fits into your like dating and your family life and all that stuff and I really like this show because I'm a Christian and I was raised Christian and I never really knew a lot about like the religion of Islam but watching this show I've learned a lot about what it is to be a Muslim learned a lot about Ramadan and learned a lot about how they pray and how people are converted and the Quran and what they believe and the things that they read and what they hold dear and how they feel in their place in America and I love this show I think it's really funny I think it's really great I think the show is really important because it's amazing that someone who's lived that life can like write a show create it and it'll be out for other people to see it and consume and so other people are educated and they can see a different perspective of life that they don't really get to see so often and it's also wonderful because the show is also written by and created by someone who lives that life so that it is a lot more realistic in certain aspects and um, I do think that the show is really great I think that uh, Rami has done an awesome job with this show and for him to put his like name and the title of like use like the title of the show is his name so obviously a lot of people will think it's somewhat autobiographical but it's not 
it's still really great. That being said, I love the show but I kind of hate the show and it's nothing against like the source material, it has to do with the character Rami. Cause Rami is just like a regular everyday average Joe. He wants to be a good Muslim, you know? He wants to, you know, dedicate his life to God. But he finds that a lot of times the things that he does makes him feel far from God because he's keep he keeps trying to fill this hole. He keeps trying to fill it with other things like porn and sex, but he can't really fill that hole. And he's trying to look to faith to fill it for him. And in season one, the show does a really great job of just like showing you who Rami is, introducing you to the character and everything. You get to know him through his dating, you get to know his uh, parents, you get to know how he felt about 9-11, you get to know his friends. And I have to say, I think the first season was really great. And even in like finishing the first season, I, th I like that Rami is like someone who's flawed. <laughs> like flawed in a way that makes him human and natural because you don't want a protagonist who's so good that you can't relate to them in some way but I can't really relate to Rami mainly because like I am a Christian I can relate to what it means to like want to be dedicated to your faith but one thing I can't relate to with Rami is his perspective on dating and mainly his perspective on dating with like Muslim women or like the way that women are portrayed in the show mainly through season one but also season two. I'll break it down. Also I want to say um if you're listening to this podcast hoping to get like a really sound strong review on the show I'm just gonna let you know I'm not great at reviewing tv shows I'm gonna do my best but it probably won't be as like professional as you may be looking for it to be and also I can't really tell you like every single thing that happens within the season because th then this episode will be too long but we'll do it with like a nice overview of what goes on in the show so season one episode one fe i feel like it makes my point right rami goes to like a small little kind of wedding for these two people he knows in his community and while he's sitting there at the wedding um his friends are basically telling him that he's going to end up alone and that he needs to find somebody to date and to marry because he doesn't want he shouldn't want to like he shouldn't like be swiping through tint muslim tinder or muslim match i think it was looking through divorced chicks which okay kind of all right but um rami goes on a date set up by his mom and the date goes really well at first in the beginning of the date the girl, she has a chaperone, which is really awkward, but like, I low-key related to that, just like a little tiny bit. And eventually, um, the chaperone leaves, and Rami and the girl he's on a date with, I think her name's Noor, they hang out, they're having fun, they're getting along really well, and then he goes to her car, and she's like, you're not gonna give me a goodnight kiss, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you, you did that. And that felt weird to me and very upsetting but then he they were making out in her car and she asked him to choke him to choke her and i thought that was weird too it was very off put by it and i skipped through the scene but basically um by the end of the scene she is upset with him because 
he felt weird about kissing her and she asked him if he had sex on the first date and he didn't answer but he had this scared look in his eye which obviously means yes but he's too ashamed to say that and she basically says that he sees her in a little muslim box and that he only sees her as the mother of his children you know he only sees her as a wife but she's not allowed to like feel sexual pleasure in her life and she was very upset by it and then she drove away leaving him alone in a parking lot because he doesn't have a car which is just something to laugh at like you know you can't afford a car it's fine but like it was a funny scene and the reason why she, he was on the date with this girl in the first place was because he broke up with his white girlfriend because he she found him washing out the condom that they just used to sleep have sex and she also and also while he was like which was a really gross scene that like put me off guard like i i don't like the fact that i just saw i'm looking at someone holding a condom it makes me feel uncomfortable but anyways um the girl he's the, the girl he was dating in the moment her name's chloe i believe she uh asks him like she's talking to him and everything and rami is obviously someone who steps over his words and just like talks so much he doesn't know when to shut up and gets himself in trouble and she finds out that he is a muslim but she didn't realize he was like muslim muslim like she knew he was muslim but she thought it was just culturally she didn't realize he was like seriously muslim like strict muslim like in religious like practices islam prays every like five times a day and she thought he was just muslim in the way that she's jewish where, where it's just cultural and he says yeah i'm muslim you know i don't drink and like have sex before marriage and she was upset because he lied to her during the relationship and this is one problem I had with season one of Rami is that Rami and all the other most of Rami in the show and a lot of other characters in the show they're fully complex human beings you know you see them as people you know they're not the sole representation of Muslims in America but they represent different they can but they're relatable enough that you can kind of like understand them and see them as yourself or as a friend or as a co-worker and Rami is like this fully complex person whereas the women in this series aren't that way you know the women in the series are more focused on things that they can't do and I don't like that you know his sister Dina is awesome. I think she's great. I think she's super funny. She's studying to be a lawyer. She is outspoken. She is honest. She is really funny at times. But when she gets her own moment, like when she has her own episode, her episode is it, the episode is focused on her sleeping with some white guy from her school, and it's focused on how she is kind of like she's been she's a virgin. You know she's been modest most of her life um she doesn't wear a headscarf but she doesn't know a lot about sex you know she lived a very sheltered life so when she finally gets the chance to sleep with this guy she draws a blank in any kind of sexual experience and she's just like completely lost and i understand that like there are muslim women muslim women who don't have sex before marriage and everything like that but i feel like it was wrong for the show to focus so much on like her sexual inadequacy i don't know i feel like the way that the show portrays rami is really interesting and like 
it's really cool because you see all the temptations he faces and the crises he has to go through and navigate through them and how he still lives through this like modern millennial experience but the muslim the lives of these muslim women are just like sad like the the lives of the, these muslim women are in the box that you put muslim women in you know dina in her episode she has to deal with the fetid like being fetish fetishized by this white guy because he keeps saying these weird things before they sleep together and eventually she just leaves and doesn't sleep with him because she's uncomfortable you know he's made her uncomfortable and it's interesting to see dina want to explore and break out of her norms and do some soul searching like her brother does and want to have sex before marriage like her brother does and do something for her and make her feel good that's great but i would have liked an episode where i learned more about dina you know how she she's outspoken because her parents baby rami and they're so nice rami and their mom is so kind to rami and so harsh to dina and dina constantly like is like she's bold she's outspoken she's honest she says what she thinks but she doesn't say it in a way that hurts people she says it and she's real and i would have liked to have gotten to know her and her friends i don't really care about like dina wanting to like lose her virginity so she could feel a little bit more normal i would have liked to learn more about her studies and like why she wants to become a lawyer what drives her passion and how she felt about night living or how she really feels about being the only girl in a muslim household that puts the, the the sun on a pedestal and leaves the girl to just like shine the pedestal for the sun i would have found that a lot more interesting than having to see her be fetishized by some random white boy you know i would have found that more interesting and the way that rami writes men it's just written with like it's funny it's it's precise it's awesome it's great but they fail to do that for the Muslim women's stories in the show you know when his mom had her own episode in season one uh Misa Mesa probably Mesa she uh signs up to be a Lyft driver and she starts driving people around and one thing I find funny about mommy's parents is that they're so they're such immigrant parents where they say things that are completely problematic and wrong but it's so funny because it's true and it's honest and Dina's the only person who like really tries to correct them on what they say and they just ignore her and Rami only just like halfway does it because he doesn't really care about his parents being offensive or whatever but I love Mesa because she, when she drives people around in Lyft she just says whatever comes on her mind. She has no filter. She is just a free flowing spout of random thoughts that cross upon her head. And people are kind of frazzled by the things that she says. And I find that funny as well. But she has this one passenger who speaks French and she spoke French as well. And she smoked cigarettes and she was like this worldly cultured woman before she got married. And the passenger she has, she gets, He's also like a worldly cultured man and she kind of likes him and she gets a little crush on him and she tries to like drive him around all day, you know, trying to be his little chauffeur, chauffeur. but um, <laughs> there's one part of the episode where she picks him up to go to the airport and he is, he gets in the car with his wife. So obviously she's upset because she didn't get to, I don't know, sleep with a French passenger or whatever. 
and then later in the episode she rides her husband i guess that's how you would i i guess and then he's he's like super into it but you see that he's more into the movie than he's into her and it's sad because she's like this she she's a nurturer you know but she isn't getting the attention that she wants or the attention she really does desire and i love their mom because she's just so real and honest and funny but this episode just shows her as this woman like dying for sexual pleasure and then just like she doesn't get it so she feels i don't know like empty i don't know i don't like the fact that the two though i don't like that in season one both episodes that focus on the perspective of muslim women and his family they only focus on the sexual aspect of their life and their sexual desires and i feel like there's more to women's stories than that now, of course there's more to women's stories than that because there are muslim women around the world who are doing amazing things and advocating for people who are facing oppression and there are women in sports and there are women in modeling and how they engage in their day-to-day -day life on their own terms but instead both of these episodes with um rami's sister dina and rami's mother mesa you're just focused on their lack of sexual liberation and how they just like it's you know i don't like it you know i want to see more about dina talking about like how she wants to be independent and how she wants to move out and like live on her own because it would have been really cool if in season one i know in season one rami talked about rami like he worked at a startup called snack swipe which sounds so stupid like it's literally an app where you swipe on snacks like tinder like of course that thing went that the startup went under rami lost his job he went to go work for his uncle nasim who works in the diamond district who is very anti-semitic and all around problematic right and Rami talked about how he was disappointed that he lost his job because he was saving up to move out. Now, I would have liked to see an episode of Dina talking to her parents about how she wants to get a job while she's at school so she can save up and move out and live on her own. I would have liked to see that conversation because that would have been interesting because I know like for me, like in my community as like a Haitian American who's also Christian, a lot of times young girls, we get married before move out of our parents house because people think that if you move out of your parents house before you're married you're gonna fall into sin and like do bad things but that's not true because there are people who have restraint and discipline and i am sure that dina is someone who wants to be independent and have free reign on her own life because her brother gets to go out and do whatever he wants he is out sleeping with white girls and he's drinking and he's hanging out with his friends and he's smoking hookah and all dina does is want to become a lawyer all she does is study and hang out with her friends and she is so she's such an overachiever that she is shunned by her parents and she is put down and she's not put on a pedestal like her brother is and i would have liked to have seen how she felt about that and if she has to deal with like the shame that is put on muslim women when they want to live their own life for themselves and not for their husband i would have liked to have seen that i would have liked to have seen her more in like 
her own personal sense rather than how she felt sexually and how she felt she was lacking sexually you know she's someone who is vulnerable but she's brash and she's honest and she's super cool and i love her but that episode left me understanding so little about dina also in season two like she's barely in season two you know and it makes sense like the show's called rami it's not called dina but i would have liked to have seen her more and also the episode with dina in it um in season two i did like that episode a little better better because she got as fellowship but she posted on facebook and her parents were telling her not to post on facebook because someone could give her the eye and i've never heard of that it's like some weird superstitious thing but it does seem like something my parents would tell me about because my parents are haitian and in haiti there are a lot of like superstitions and stuff like that and um yeah i just i like the second the episode i liked dean's episode from season two better because it was funny it was scary, it was on edge, and it showed someone who was a bit more scared and a bit more shaken, someone more vulnerable, and I just thought that was so much better. I also liked, um, my- oh my gosh, I'm about to say her name wrong. Mesa's episode of season two, Rami's mom, how she is becoming a US citizen, and, um, Lyft was like, telling her that her account was locked out because someone reported her and excuse me sorry for yawning someone reported her and she was scared that her being reported would like mess up her chances of becoming a citizen and it didn't but it was an awesome episode because it brought her and Dina together and it was such a sweet moment because um Mesa accidentally misgendered uh, passenger she had who was non-binary and Dina confronted her mom about it how she constantly spits out the first thing that, crosses, that comes across her mind and she doesn't think before she speaks and so Mesa stalked the passenger to uh, a bar and then she got into a little bit of trouble but not too much trouble it wasn't too bad for her and it was a sweet moment where like Mesa opens up to Dina about how she just says the first thing that's on her mind and she knows that she's hard on Dina but she's even harder on herself because she thinks about how she should have finished school before marrying Farouk and now coming to America she stifled her dreams and how she didn't live up to her full potential and how Dina is going to do great things and she's so proud of her and the work she's done and it's like one of those rare moments of like having strict parents who are constantly like pushing you and pushing you and putting pressure on you and then they just open up and they're vulnerable and they just like give you this warmth and this love that you didn't receive when you were younger and it's a beautiful wonderful thing and i love that scene i love that episode it made me so happy so season one of how rami rami how the show rami writes their um women characters not super solid not super great but season two in perspective in the perspective of dina and mesa were a little better okay another thing i want to say about season one just to continue on with that is um the irony okay rami is someone who wants to be a good muslim you know he wants to live a good muslim life 
he tried to do Ramadan, he wants to help people, he wants to do something with his life, but the, the like, okay, let's take it back to episode one, right? Episode one, Rami goes on a date with a Muslim girl and she asks him to choke him. Now, that is a wild request. However, Rami is just out here sleeping with white girls and the thing is is that he feels nervous about talking to white women and dating them because he has says that he has met white girls who say they're open-minded but then he realizes those are not that open-minded at all but really he's just nervous about being religious in front of other people because he doesn't want to be judged for the things that he believes in and he could be with a nice muslim girl but then he's worried about this Muslim girl being too Muslim and too strict and he's worried that he won't be Muslim enough for this girl and that's just easier to date a white girl but it's harder for you to it's harder for him to date a white girl because he just turns into this milk toast version of his religious self and the thing is that he assumes that the white girl won't accept him for who he is and so he lies instead of being honest and he hides behind his lies and so when people get upset with his lies he just acts surprised but he puts the muslim girls in a box the same way that he assumes the white girl will put him in a box but he just assumes that muslim women are the way that he has been taught to think that they are he doesn't see muslim women the same way that he sees his sister because i'm sure his sister you know believes in god and is muslim as well they don't really like like they don't really say if dina is like atheist or, or agnostic i'm just gonna assume that she also is muslim that she also practices the religion of islam i'm just gonna assume um but he doesn't see these women as individuals he doesn't see them in their own liberated self you know even in like the first episode his mom tells him that he could go talk to a nice muslim girl in at the mosque and he says oh I can't go and spit game at a Muslim girl. What am I going to do? Ask for her father's number? Why would you ask for her father's number? She's an adult. She has her own life. She has. She can make her own choices. She obviously. You would obviously ask for her number if you want to get to know her. Because the problem with Rami is that he sees Muslim women as Muslim women in this little box. And that's how he writes Muslim women in this little box. And he doesn't see them as fully human beings who have their own agency who can make romantic connections if they want to and he's more worried about like their own sexual dichotomy all this other stuff you know what i mean i feel like i can make my point but moving on from the sexual aspects of the show let's talk to the most more religious aspects of the show so rami is lost He's constantly looking for meaning. He's constantly trying to be a good Muslim. And sometimes him trying to be a good Muslim backfires a little bit. And although he's doing his best, but like homeboy, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Okay. One way it didn't work out with this one episode where I couldn't believe that this like happened but um so Rami has friends right <coughs> so sorry about that Rami has friends and I'd say I don't like Rami's friends 
I kind of wish you would get new ones, but when you're an adult, it's hard to get into your friends. But like, he has a friend, Mo. Mo runs a diner. He has another friend, Steve. Steve, wait, it's in my notes. I don't want to get it wrong. Hold on one second. Steve is his longtime friend and coworker, and they became acquainted after they became acquainted after the 9/11 attacks when Rami was alienated, alienated due to his Muslim faith. And um, Steve is played by Rami's real-life close friend Steve Way, who has muscular dystrophy. All right, and in season one. Steve goes on a date with an underage girl, which I think is so gross and terrible. And I hated this episode because why, why, why would you write this? Why would you put this in your show? Who, who approved of this? Because this is something that like happened in the show. This is just something that's like, ooh, misdirect. Like no, like Steve met a girl on Tinder and he straight up says like, dude, look at me, look at my body. Who's gonna wanna date me? Who's gonna wanna be with me? Like this is my one chance and I hate that. Even though Steve has muscular dis dystrophy, even though he's in a wheelchair and you know, he has a physical disability, that doesn't mean that no one will wanna date him or be with him. That doesn't mean he can't date someone his own age, someone who's not a teenager in high school. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance at love doesn't have a chance of being in a relationship that doesn't mean that but I think the episode was written for shock value like shock humor and I didn't like it it made me feel very uncomfortable and I just didn't watch the episode you know I just skipped it but I would have liked it better if you know Steve like tried to like date somebody who was not 17 years old and not someone he met on tinder for a quick hookup I, I would have preferred that than seeing. I would prefer that. But he also has a friend Ahmed who is Rami's friend and he's a doctor and Rami's friends are constantly on him about his life and everything and there are times where I like his friends and there are times where his friends are just like annoying but I think that's just like how friends are. And um, near the end of season one Rami decides to go to Egypt because he wants to try and change. He wants to be new, he wants to be different, he wants to like, he feels like if he goes to Egypt he'll like you know uh like connect with his inner i don't know i don't know so <sighs> he goes to egypt he meets his cousin gosh i i don't know if i wrote down his cousin's name i'm sure that i did it should be here somewhere i'm sorry um <clears throat> He, what, uh, sorry, I don't have his cousin's name here. So he goes to visit his cousins in Egypt and he goes to see his grandfather because he feels like if he goes to see his grandfather, then he will be a better person. And that if he goes to see his grandfather, then he will reveal like the mysteries of the universe. And he gets stranded in the desert. And when, by the time he goes to see his grandfather, his grandfather's passed away, he's upset, he is, you know, in grief, and in an act of grief, he makes out with his cousin. So that's the end of season one. 
Season 2, you're right back with Rami and he wants to find his purpose. He needs to find a direction in the spirituality and this is where the series just like gets so good, okay? Because season 1 is about dating, it's about romance, it's about sex, blah blah blah, who cares, whatever. This season is so much better because Rami is just like, oh, he's trying so hard to be righteous and good and he just messes himself up. And that's the thing I liked a lot about this season. Now, I'm going to say this, like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I know nothing about Islam and, like, the Quran and, like, what you read or, like, the chapters or what the Prophet Muhammad said, you know. I understand, like, from watching season one that you have to, like, clean yourself so you can pray. You know, you have to, you have to clean between your toes because if there's dirt between your toes, then there's dirt in your heart, you know. I get that, but, like... I don't know a lot about Islam, right? So watching season two, I kind of learned a little bit more about what they believe and about what they think. And uh, Rami had been going to a more traditional mosque for a while. So in season two, he goes to, um, it's supposed to be here. He goes to, what is it? What is it? Um, where, where is it? Sorry about this. He goes to a Sufi center. He goes to a Sufi center because his cousin took him to one in Egypt and the Sufi center that's in New Jersey, now that he's gone back there, is led by Sheikh Ali. Sheikh Sheikh? I'm sorry, I kept trying to figure out how it was pronounced on Google and I'm sorry. I'm just going to call him Ali because he's played by Mahershala Ali. I'm just going to call him Mahershala because why would I call him anything else? But basically, Rami comes back from Egypt and he feels even more lost than ever, okay? He isolates himself because he just feels ashamed and he goes to the mosque in the beginning of season one, in the beginning of season two, sorry, in the beginning of season two he goes to the mosque and his imam tells him to read the last three surahs of the Quran every night. And instead of doing that, he decides to go to the Sufi center and meet Mahershala. Now, this is Mahershala, okay? Let's be real, y'all. We all know who Mahershala is. But Rami goes to meet him and he is so enamored by Mahershala's presence and his steadiness. By the way, his the character's name, like Mahershala Ali plays the leader of the Sufi center, but his character's name is Sheikh. Ali, but I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong, so I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna call him Marshala, because we know who I'm talking about. Okay, good. Alright, so basically, Rami wants to be better. He wants to change, and he wants Marshala to help him. Now, season two, it's so great. The real reason, the reason why I relate to season two is, um, I feel like with Rami in season two, he is trying so hard to seem righteous. He is trying so hard to reach a level of perfection that Mahershala has. 
But what he doesn't understand is he is trying to seem good and look good on the outside, but on the inside, he's not whole. He's not fulfilled. He is trying to live this fantasy, this idea of what it means to be holy. And then he places the judgments he has on himself onto others. Like in season two, the beginning of season two, he's having dinner with his family and he asks his mom if the chicken is halal. He asks if they're going to pray before they eat. He starts like wanting to eat more like being more like aware of his diet what he puts in his body you know oh gosh sorry i thought i was gonna burp again again did i burp sorry i burped sorry my bad okay what we're talking about oh yeah rami being self-righteous i th and also self-righteousness is something that like christians deal with as well when you worry so much about looking Christian, about looking holy and put together and worried about like lifting your hands up high and like singing louder than everyone else in the choir. When you're more worried about how people perceive you, you are neglecting how you feel inside. You're worried about like what people see what other people see when they look at you and you neglect what God sees. When he looks at you because when god looks at you he should see his child his son when you are with god by yourself you guys need to be tight and you could be so far from god and walk into a church and just look like you have it all together like you are so holy and righteous and you read your bible every day you know all the verses and you could pray a prayer and you can sing a song down but you have no relationship with god and that's where it's really that's what really matters you know that's what really holds true in your life in your walk with christ and with rami in being a good muslim he's just so can he just wants to like he wants to seem good but it's empty there's nothing there you know he wants to fill this hole but how can you fill a, fill a hole where you're not truly looking to the source for your faith the source for your righteousness he talks about how he's tried to find god but he couldn't find it and he tried to find it in pornography and other women and it he feels like it led him down some path that he didn't like that he became so enamored in like sex and porn that he made out with his cousin and he feel like he feels like that's what he feels like him making out with his cousin and sleeping with his cousin by the way he yeah he yeah he slept with his cousin y'all he feels like that is a result of him not really looking for god so now he's like chasing after allah and trying to find peace you know and the thing is like this isn't it doesn't work you know it's not good right um there's uh, a new character that's introduced. Okay, what's the guy's name? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I think I. I know I wrote it down. 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Basically, um, Rami is trying to be a good Muslim, right? And he's trying to be better. So he is, uh, what, Dennis, that's the guy's name, Dennis, all right. He's at, okay, so he's at his friend 
you know his friend Mo? Yeah, his friend Mo. His friend Mo that runs the diner. So there's this guy who always comes into the diner asking for an application. And the dude's name's Dennis. And so Rami goes up to Dennis and he starts talking to him. And he tells him about the Sufi Center. And Dennis goes there and he's helping out. And he's being like really like helpful and awesome and great. And what Rami finds out is that Dennis was in the war, you know. He was a soldier in Iraq, which means he was responsible for the torture and death of Arab and Muslim people who were completely innocent and vulnerable. And he also finds out that he has crippling PTSD. And one thing is that in, in episode one of season two, Mahershala told Rami to always be honest. No matter what, be honest, tell him the truth and that he will help him on his walk, right? But Rami does not disclose the fact that Dennis was a soldier in Iraq. So there have been like these protests outside of the Sufi center because uh, it used to be a church, but the people who you know owned the church the congregation, they couldn't pay the mortgage anymore. So Mahershala came in and he offered to pay for it, you know, and he, he bought the church in the auction because it foreclosed and he made the Sufi Center and there have been people who are upset about it so then there have been, pe there have been people outside of the Sufi Center basically protesting with um, picket signs you know saying that Sharia law doesn't belong in Jersey and stuff like that and like Mahershala has been so nice as in like giving them hot chocolate for them to drink because he's such a good person but in the episode where Dennis gets converted, he becomes very angry and he beats up one of the protesters outside the Sufi Center and then Dennis ends up in prison. In prison? Yeah, I think in prison. And so this happens and it's just like, wow, like Rami should have just been honest, you know, Rami should have just told him what was up, but Rami was too scared to be honest with um, Mahershala, so he lied because he thought that if he was honest with Mahershala about Dennis's background, that Dennis would have been, would not have been taken in, and that Dennis would not have been given a job, and that Dennis would have stayed homeless, and then he wouldn't have been able to help Dennis, and then he wouldn't be able to feel good about himself, and he wouldn't be able to think he was a good Muslim by helping out Dennis, and he would have felt like he failed. You see how this all turns back to Rami and his own selfish intentions, and how he is too focused on like feeling good and seeming like a good Muslim instead of just being honest and walking the path that he was told to walk. It's, it's simple. You know, his understanding of discipline is misguided and you're just, he spends so much time overcompensating for his actions and his ego, but there's never any room for like being a person. And that built up in the show. Let me tell you something. That's something I love about this show is that like, Rami keeps messing up. <laughs> and like, at the end of the show, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of the show, I start to hate Rami because he keeps doing stupid things. And you're watching him and you're like, wow, my guy, can we act right? Can we act right? Can we do something right for once? Like you see what you're doing. You see how you're acting. You see how it's not working out, my guy. Like this is not okay, but, but, we act this way too. We are also people who 
like live a life of delusion and we act dumb and then we sabotage our own life and then we step over until it's like we all be doing this kind of stuff none of us are perfect it's just that most of us have that stuff with our cousin you know what i'm saying <laughs> there are like some really interesting points in the show besides um rami they're interesting points what am i saying there are interesting moments in the show besides rami trying to find religious fulfillment and mesa and dina having a really sweet mother-daughter heart-to-heart there is an episode that centers around uncle nasim and now i'm gonna say it like i was not here for it like i didn't care about the whole uncle nasim episode because like in season one he was obviously just like super annoying anti-semitic not at all like a super great person but we learn that he's struggling excuse me oh my gosh let me let me drink some water right y'all we learned that he is struggling with his sexuality oh my gosh layers what it's a great episode i feel like it's really awesome because um uncle nasim is such a like brutish kind of man he's very like oh you know he's like bombastic and he is completely just like open in his problematic statements and he is he has like he's so manly and like macho you know what i'm saying i said the air quotes but the show reveals that the way that he acts is to hide his hidden queer identity so he acts overly manly and overcompensates for how unmanly he feels about the people that he loves and in the episode we he um we find out he goes to the gym and he like has a little thing with the guy and then one day the guy doesn't show up and we find out that that guy lost his brother i think so uh basically uncle nasim is just like oh well i guess i'm never gonna see you again because i don't do feelings and i don't do relationships not with men no not at all and then uncle nasim goes to see an old flame if you will and i'm watching the episode and i'm like oh okay wow we were we really hiding stuff right now and then he actually like goes on like a kind of date with the guy from the gym but when the guy from the gym tries to kiss him, he punches him in the face and I found that so funny. And then the guy from the gym kicks him out and he brought the guy a cake, which which said deepest um, sympathies, I think. And so when the guy kicks him out, Nassim is just sitting outside on a bench with the cake and he starts eating the cake with his hand. And that is just like, it's sad, but it's so good because like this guy is just hiding. He's just hiding in something that he's never told anyone, something he's never shown anyone, and he has this like, like manly, manly, manly persona that's a mask of who he really is inside. He doesn't want to open up and be like the tiniest bit vulnerable with someone because he's scared of what that will make him and how he will feel, and he feels like that will take away like that. And I thought that episode was really great. I thought it was really interesting and like. It was pretty good. I thought it was really cool. And um, there's also an episode with Rami's father. Oh, chef's kiss. Because Rami's dad lost his job as a sales manager. So now he just goes to uh, a coffee shop all day. And he... Oh, 
sorry about that. I'm sorry for yelling, you guys. I'm so sorry. He goes to the coffee shop basically every day and he applies for jobs. He tries to find a new job and he's really worried about like paying the bills and everything like that. And it's that moment of vulnerability because the beginning of the episode starts with um, Rami's father, Farouk. He is recording on a tape deck talking about him living in America and how he's going to make his father proud and how he's doing this to like create a better life and it touched my heart and it made me so happy and then flashback to Farouk in present day how he wanted to be a soccer player when he was younger but he's not a soccer player he's a man who has to provide for his family and take care of his family but he feels the weight of all that on his shoulders and he can't take it and it's very hard for him and he can't put up the front of being this strong man who's taking care of his family because he lost his job and he doesn't want to accept help he doesn't want to seem weak he doesn't want to seem like he's not a good provider but it's difficult for him right now and that sh that the vulnerability is so perfect. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Ah! I think it's so great. I love it. It's so wonderful. That, like, season two of the show really is, like, so much better. And I feel like it's a lot better mainly because, like, season two took the time to focus on other characters besides Rami, which is a good idea because Rami, <laughs> you get them my nerves. And, um, also in season two, Rami starts to date this girl, Zainab, and Zainab is Mahershala's daughter. Now, Zainab, I really wish she had her own episode. I hope that in season three, listen, I know that Hulu's gonna renew Rami for season three. They have to, they just have to. But season three, if y'all don't give Steve his own episode and Zainab her own episode, I'm just going to have to fight everybody down there and I'm going to start with Rami. He can definitely catch these hands. He can definitely catch these hands, okay? But uh, let's just get to the end of season two, right? So season two, Rami starts spending time with Zainab and they FaceTime and they talk and um, Rami tells Mahershala about it and Mahershala is like straight up just like, you need to be honest with her. You know, you need to tell her like, as your spiritual guide, I'm here for you. But as her father, I will break her legs. He doesn't say that, but he that's what he means. Okay, I don't remember exactly what he said, but that's like the attention behind what he said. All right, let's be real. And um, so what is it? Uh, okay, this is the one thing that I loved about the show. And there's a quote in here that I have to find because I know it's in here somewhere. And the one thing I really liked about this season is that um, Rami is just really like going for a performance, but he, Rami is so focused on his spiritual walk, right? But he's not really worried about his spiritual walk, he's worried about him. And when you get so enamored in, in like, doing things to make yourself feel happy, you don't realize that you start hurting other people around you. So Rami and Zainab, they are like, you know what, let's do this, let's get married. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're getting married. It's so cute, it's so sweet, I love it so much. 
and I was here for it like I was here for like Rami and Zainab but that was really cute I'm not gonna lie I did think it was kind of like surprising that like they knew each other for like a month or two and then they were just like let's get married you know I guess that's like how things move in their culture I don't know because like the way that I know it at least in my church community is that you date somebody for like three years <laughs> like you're friends with them for like two years and then like out of nowhere like let's start dating and you date for like a year and then you get engaged and then you get married and then you move in you move out of your parents house you move in like in house with one another and then you have kids and like that's it and that like, usually happens before you're 30 you know that's how it goes in like at least my church community but um I guess it's different for them but I feel like Rami his adoration for Mahershala and him wanting to be like Mahershala turned into what he thought was a love for his daughter and that he is pursuing this relationship with her to make Marla Herschel happy and I didn't want to think this when I was watching the show but then I started to consider maybe Rami doesn't actually love her but he's just being with her because he thinks that if he pleases her he'll please Mahershala and if Mahershala is happy with him then he's good with God because Mahershala has a direct contact with God. Remember when I say Mahershala I mean his character not the actor himself. Are we on the same page? Good. Okay, great. And it's obvious that he didn't take it. He didn't take it seriously. He doesn't really care about her because for the wedding, he just wants a small wedding, right? So his mom invites his cousins from Egypt. Yeah, homegirls coming back around, okay? And then we find out that they didn't just sleep together once. They were they were sleeping together and she wanted to be open about it and wanted to like say like okay well you know we don't have to sneak around anymore we can just like date and uh Rami was like what Rami was so good he's like oh date oh well um and she was so upset because like homegirl knew what was going on right like she knew like she was perfectly well she's well aware she's sleeping with her cousin she knows this but she wants to be with him she wants to be out and open with him and she was also like i think divorced and um Rami was like oh i don't know and she's upset because he's just using her for sex but he doesn't want to be in an actual relationship with her and he just wants to like sleep around and fool around so she breaks up with him and he comes back to new jersey so while he's back in new jersey she gets engaged to another guy but she breaks off the engagement and then like a while later uh, Rami is engaged and now she's in New Jersey for Rami's wedding right so she oh my gosh she and Rami went to 7-eleven for his mom because his mom needed him to pick something up and then they kiss and I think that is confirmed that they sleep together that's not shown in the show thank goodness because we don't need to see incest but um Oh wait, I think I wrote her name down. It has to be somewhere in here. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm all over the place. I know, I'm so sorry. Hold on. Hold on. What's this girl's name? Uh-uh, I did not, uh-uh. What's this girl's name? No. Deep, nope, this is sister. Oh god, I'm so stupid. Sorry guys, I don't know then I don't know homegirl's name. Sorry y'all. I'm sorry. I I don't know I don't know the cousin's name. 
but um yeah what were you talking about oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay oh sis so basically um rami before he gets married he's talking to his friends and he's like i don't know if i should tell her i don't know if she should be honest and then his friends are like don't say anything and his friend mo talks about how like the prophet had multiple wives and I was sitting here like, oh my gosh, you have terrible friends. Y'all keep making dumb choices. Y'all keep saying stupid things. So Rami gets married and Zainab and him, they consummate their marriage. And he, oh God, trips, he puts his foot in his mouth, trips over his words. And he starts talking about like, the prophet had multiple wives and he starts talking and he opens up and he says like i'm just looking at the whole path and he basically just like admits to sleeping with his cousin and Zainab is heartbroken the next morning she's gone and her dad is just there <laughs> sitting in a chair he's sitting in a chair he's looking at him he's just like mommy <laughs> the way he's just staring at him i'm just like oh my god gosh give him another emmy give him another emmy oh it's so beautiful y'all it's so funny oh my gosh the way he is just so angry and so upset and so mad like Mahershala is ready to snap on me like a twig and i wish he did i wish he did that would have been so funny but all in all <laughs> at the end of the day at the end of the day at the end of the season this show is just <laughs> It's so good. It's so funny. And I feel like the overall message of season two is that Rami spent too much- Rami, like, I don't know if it's because of the way he was raised or just like him not really understanding his religion and his faith. I feel like Rami never really took the time to make it personal. You know, I feel like he never really took the time to make his relationship with God personal and that he looked to it more as a way to absolve himself of his sins so that he could feel good about himself but he never really takes responsibility for his actions he never really looks he never really looks into why he acts this way like sincerely looks into why he acts this way because he looks at Mahershala and he thinks of him as someone who's perfect but even like when you see him someone who is able to understand peace and someone who's able to be right with God has to go through so much in their life before they can get there. And they do that by acknowledging their sin, understanding why they did it, accepting God's forgiveness, and then forgiving themselves and then moving on and becoming a better person, you know? And he's just struggling with the person he's supposed to be and the kind of man he's expected to be. But all of that, all of that pressure you put on yourself you're just you're you're focused too much on your external presence you know the way he sees his faith is superficial and it became destructive and the way that he acts is impulsive and it is wrong and he spends more time in the practices of his faith but that kind of distances him from god's will and his like he's so he's he has this inability to grasp what it really means to be a Muslim.
but at least be a good Muslim. You know, he looks at the binary of things. He looks at the black and white, what's forbidden, what's permitted. He bends it and he twists it to his own pursuit of moral righteousness. But what you really need to know is that like, <clears throat> you gotta look inside yourself, you know? And the show display, the show does a really good thing. The show does a really good job of showing us that like, a lot of times your, your walk in faith is not only about yourself, it's about your community. It's about the people around you. It's about the people you love. And it's about how you are with God and how your relationship with God reflects upon other people and how you cannot be so focused on what you look like and what everybody else looks like. And you need to be focused on what he wants, you know? And you can't be obsessed with perceptions because the road to hell is paved with good attentions. Okay, that is a saying for a reason, and it is a very honest and very true saying, you know? So yeah, that's what I thought of Rami, um, season one and season two. It was really great. It's an awesome show. You guys should definitely check it out, see if you like it. Um, hopefully season two, we get like, <laughs> We get less episodes of Rami in it because Homeboy is getting on my last nerve. They need somebody to just slap him in the face. Like, somebody to put Rami in his place. Please, don't put him in his place. I need Dina to roast him. I want Rami and Dina to hang out. Please, like, let there be an episode with Dina and Rami just hanging out, being cool, being buds, being friends. Yeah, I'd love that. But that's basically it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I was happy to make this episode because there's been so much going on lately. There has been a lot of heartbreak and there's been a lot of sad things going on in the world with there still being um, a lot of protest and people dying. There have been uh, hangings going around the country. There was someone who was killed here in Atlanta where I live and someone burned, they burned down a Wendy's in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure it was white people, but you know, whatever. And there was a protester in Florida. Her name was uh, Toyin Salu. She was 19 years old. She was homeless and she was missing for a week, but now she's been found dead. And you know, I just hope that there's justice for her and justice for all the people who have died and passed away and justice for the people who have died during these protests and justice for people who have died by the police but their names were trending and just justice for Breonna Taylor also and all around I just pray for peace and resolution you know I pray that something is done because a lot of times we focus on like reform for the police but I feel like we really need to look into like the money that's been put into police and put it towards our schools put it towards homeless shelters, put it towards something else and to fund the police and really look at how the police operate and punish these people, hold them accountable. Like we need something different. You know, something needs to change in this moment because like, I don't know, like I, now when I see people burning stuff down, I don't, I don't feel anything. If you want me, you want me to be upset about property damaged? You know, you, a lot of people are more upset about property damage than they are about people dying. Just wanted to say that. Look, that, just being honest, okay? But I wanted to talk about this show because it was really great and it was really funny and I loved it. I loved it. Please check out the show. 
tell me what you think. If there is a show or a movie you would like me to talk about on this podcast, please let me know. I'm thinking about doing a recommendations podcast soon where I'm just going to talk about TV shows I like watching and they're not going to be a full-fledged review like this one was, but it's like short little reviews of like like maybe five TV shows and five movies I've watched during, you know, my summer break or whatever. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think of this episode. Feel free to share it. Let your friends know uh, about this. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to follow this podcast on Spotify. And on Anchor is where it's mostly at. I think it's also on Google Podcast. And yes, thank you so much again. And I hope you stay blessed.